Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome to episode 34 of the AG podcast, the last podcast for Christmas and of the year. Uh, obviously, on the panel today is myself, uh, the Ashcona 9, and the usual, Jaminator. Good evening, pal. Hi, mate. How are we doing? You okay? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And joining us today on the podcast is two men who uh, are not... Uh, strangers to the podcast. We'll start off with Riverman. Good evening, River. Good evening, Ash. Evening, Jack. And evening to our other guests. <laughs> and with, <laughs> without further ado, let's uh, get him on on the podcast as well. Big B. Evening, bro. Good evening. I like to think we're back by popular demand, but maybe we're back by lack of demand on anybody else. <laughs> but we're here anyway. <laughs> No, always always good to have you back on the podcast. Right, so uh, just to run through the agenda for what we're going to talk about today, obviously, as is tradition, uh, we're going to look at the Premiership, Championship and League One. Um, and I think this one's going to be sort of uh, final predictions as well. So I think, obviously, I don't know uh, where we're sort of going to be uh, in terms of the league season when we do the next one, which will be in the new year. Um, so we'll sort of give our final predictions uh, where we think things are going to end up. So obviously we'll do that for the Premiership Championship League One. We're going to have a quick little look at some of the recent uh, BFAs and transfers that have gone through. Um, no listeners' questions today. We're going to look at something a little bit different. Uh, and we've got two topics that we're going to be sort of discussing in more depth at the end. So obviously, you know, we've had the first season of FIFA, uh, FIFA 20, you know, first few months. We can talk a little bit about how we found it um, and then sort of go into some of the points that have been made, especially in the last few weeks and uh, in previous podcasts. So prices of players, you know, should there be franchise resets? Uh, And then we're going to move away from FIFA altogether. And we're going to obviously we're coming to the end of 2019. We've seen some good games come out over the course of the year. So we're going to do a little bit of some uh, some game of the year stuff. So what we feel has been our game of the year and also some, uh, you know, some hidden gems in there. and we'll get to that a bit later on. But, obviously, let's start, and we will start with the Premiership. Um, I will just run down the league quickly. So, obviously, this isn't. Uh, this will have changed by the time the podcast comes out, but it, is, it will it'll give you a good indication of where people are. So, top of the league is Bergboy, followed by Jaxi. Uh, Aaron is in third, followed by Muba. Yourself in fifth, Jam. Uh, 6th is Joe, Buncey in 7th, 8th is Paul, uh, I'm sitting there myself in 9th, followed by Golden Beard and Plunkett in the relegation spots, and then followed by Dangerous Mouse and, uh, sad to say, Storm um, in the in the, in the relegation spots. So, um, Jam, I'm going to start with you, uh, obviously occupying the Prem in 5th, you've had quite a mixed record, 1-8 and lost 8. Um, what... Obviously, is that sort of where, given the sort of talent that's in that league, are you would you be happy with fifth come the end of the season? On reflection, I think <clears throat> when I first started the, the league, I said I wanted to be top three. Um, it just didn't really happen for me. The squad I picked in the end didn't really turn out that good. I had to make quite a few transfers. I'm starting to get a bit of a better team together now. But for me, if I can finish fifth, I, I would be quite happy, I think, for sure. Um, you look at it and I think um, like you said about the, the table not being 100% I think um, Jaxie will have played more games but will be first um, I think Buncey will be fifth possibly as well um, but uh, but yeah again if I, if I can finish fifth when all said and done at the end of the season I'd be quite happy um, I'm very much like Spurs last season where I think they went on a, a sort of like three quarters of the season without drawing the game they won so many, lost so many um, you know, if I could turn a few of those um, losses into draws at least, then I'd be doing a lot better for it. Uh, but you know, to be fifth with with a minus six goal difference, I'll, I'll definitely take that for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, I just looking at some of the players in that league. Obviously, Berger and Jaxi have been up there, sort of fighting for the top two positions throughout the season. Aaron uh, Mubwa, um, I think was it last season? There was a bit of a debate, a little bit about Mubwa. Um, you know, whether he was as uh, as good as some had made it out to be. But I mean, he's proven this season that he's uh, pushing up there for the top. Um, I think I don't. I don't think he'll. I think he'll finish fourth or fifth or sixth. I don't think he'll finish any higher than that. No, I think, I, I think so too. I think. I think Aaron will finish third as well. I think Aaron's yeah. top top two hopes are gone. I think the top three will uh, will probably stay as they are. <coughs> if I'm being honest, um, I'm just looking towards the bottom end of the table. 
obviously, you know, we have to look at Storm and Mouse. Um, obviously, Storm has played 16. He's only won two games this season. He's drawn three and lost 11. Um, I'll come to you next, Bry. Would you say it's safe to say he looks certain to go down to the championship next season? Storm? Yeah. It's mathematically possible he could stay up, but in reality, he hasn't got a fucking chance, really. <laughs> well, what do you to say it. What do you, going down. What do you think has gone wrong for him? Um, he was all right because he was getting with the slaggy players on the last game. It's a completely new game, so basically it's a reset on the game, isn't it? So that's why he struggled. I mean, he might come good again in the next couple of seasons, but he struggled to adjust to the new game by the look of it. And just looking elsewhere in the Premiership, um, is there anyone there that surprises you? Are, you? are you surprised to see the top two, who they are? No, the top three you would have picked at the start of the season. It looks like Aaron's had a, a bad run and he's dropped off now. So it's a two-horse race. Um, then there's a big gap, so everyone else is around the middle, aren't they? But, I mean, you must be looking over your shoulder at relegation, only two points ahead. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's quite right. Although I have got um, six points to go on there um, that I took against Storm, so I'm hoping that might sort of leap me up the uh, up the table a little bit and just sort of keep me away from the relegation spots. It, it's not been the best season for me. Um, I, I've struggled with this FIFA. Um, I think it's a mix of obviously, you know, playing with the lower rated players and not being able to play the way I really want to. I, I, I was one of the guys as well, that, and I think I've said this in previous podcasts, I was one of the guys that bummed Ultimate Team when it first came out, um, and in hindsight now, probably that was the worst thing I should have done because I got so used to playing with sort of slaggy players and being able to play the formation and the way I want to play. Um, I can't do that with these low-rated players. You have to adapt to the players you've got. Um, and this season's been very much a case of adapting. So um, hopefully we'll just get those final points uh, just to sort of stay up in that division. I don't really fancy championship football. Um, so it's just getting those points the next few games. Um, Phil, obviously, you know, uh, sort of looking out from the, uh, well, looking upwards, should I say, as if you're looking to the sky. Um, Plunkett and Goldenbeard are currently down in the bottom. Uh, relegation spots obviously you know Golden Beard is one of those players that can play well but obviously on this you know doesn't do it enough uh, he's lost seven games this season he's only one three uh, one four drawn three do you see the uh, the relegation playoff spots so Plunkett and Golden Beard changing hard to say isn't it I, I would assume probably not I haven't really played Plunkett if I've played him at all on this FIFA, so I'm not really sure what he's like. Um, look at Golden Beard's team. He was basically given Halland and Hudson-Odoi in um, raffles, wasn't he? But he must be shit this version, because I keep beating him. I'm like something like three seasons to nil up on him or something. And I don't normally win a season against him until about April. So there's definitely something wrong with him with this game this year. So, yeah, I think I think he's in trouble, even though he's got... Probably the best player in the leagues. But does it just does it just go to show though that you could have uh, you could have a team of superstars and uh, if you can't hit that form, or you know you can't get with the way the game plays or the game game feels, then it, it just doesn't always work out. Out of Golden Beard and Plunkett, who would you? Uh, I mean, honestly, I know it's difficult. You said that Plunkett's you've not played him really on this FIFA, but who, who would you expect to go down out of the two? Again, it's so it's so hard to pick. I say not having played Plunkett, I really can't say. Anything. And it depends which Golden Beard turns up. Just going on the fact that I played him quite a lot and not played Plunkett. If he turns up and plays like he can, he I, I think he's better than Plunkett. But the way he's been playing, I would suggest I'd probably back Plunkett. That's fair enough. Um, it's going to be interesting, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right, let's move on to the championship. Um, and again, obviously, both our guests today occupy the championship, so I'll run down from top to bottom. So, uh, top spot is Colmore, who currently is unbeaten, unless he's got games to go through. Um, followed by Joby Juan, and then Welser, Geordie, Bonzi and Shelbourne are in the playoff spots. Followed by yourself in 7th River, uh, 
and then Malian suited Jeff. Bright just uh, in the relegation playoff there uh, with Nakeds and then Packfish and Hilly at the bottom. Um, I'll, I'll come to you, Bright, first. Obviously, you know, sort of not really where you want to be. Um, what what would you say has gone wrong for you this season? And are you hopeful that you can change it around the next few games? Um, well, I just haven't been scoring goals. I've been playing well, getting loads of chances, but it takes me about 16 shots to get a goal in. So, my, I mean, my, one of my strikers has just had an upgrade, so I've got a 74 and a 75 rated striker, so hopefully, as long as I'm still creating chances, I can knock a few in. But basically, it's four of us, and only one of us is going to stay up, and that's going to be via a playoff, so, and we're all separated by a point, so... Yeah. Hopefully it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the spirit. I mean, yeah, just looking at the bottom of that table, obviously Hilly's down the bottom at the moment with 13 points, and it's Packfish, and then it's Nakeds on 14, Bry yourselves on 14. Is a point separating all, all the positions. I mean, Packfish, Packfish well, I think has. Hilly's uh, going to go down because he's got to play Colmore, Geordie, and Packfish. Yeah, Patfish has got a couple of games in hand though as well, isn't he? So he could yeah. propel himself out, um, or he could propel himself nearer to sort of uh, getting out of those spots. Um, obviously, Colmore is top. He obviously unbeaten, scoring goals for fun, not conceding too many. I, I know we've had this discussion before. Um, does he finish the season unbeaten for you? Oh yeah, it does now. I mean, he only needs one more win, and he's got the championship, so he could do it with like five games to spare. He's that far ahead. Yeah. I mean, I tipped, I tipped Joby to win it at the start, and I still think Joby will get second. It's, uh, he's only lost one game himself, but Colmore had 76 goals as well. He's he's well ahead. When I played Colmore before the league's kicked off, thinking it's the FI, I mean, he beat me like 7-2, and I thought, oh, you know, this guy's got something about him on this game. And, uh, you know, he's proved it so far. He's He's been unreal. Because, you know, we, we talk about it every podcast, you know, the championship is really unpredictable. You've got players like Joby, uh, Wells, uh, uh, Maley, and, you know, even even yourself, River, on your day, Jeff Anthony, people that could beat Prem players, uh, players, you know. Um, and to go through the season and to game like he has, it's been very, very impressive. And especially when the pressure's on, you know, you look at some of his previous results. You know, yes, he's won 5-2 and, and 6-1 and things like that, but he's won... Three of his last five, three of his last five games is won by one goal. Yeah, so he's he's squeaking these games out. He's doing well. Yeah. Um, let's come to you. Obviously, River, you're seventh. Uh, one eight, drawn three, lost nine. So a little bit of a mixed record. Um, obviously, you've uh, you've scored forty six goals and conceded sixty three. So. Um, are you? Jeez, what happened there, mate? Fucking hell. It's called not being able to defend. It's the thing that normally happens. Obviously, though, just you have got a couple of ha- a couple of games in hand on the sort of playoff spots. I, I, well, you'll be hoping to sort of push on and try and get in those spots uh, come the final match day, won't you? I don't think I will, to be honest, because I've got I've got tough games left. I've got um, some tough games left. I've got um, Joby still to play, which I don't fancy getting anything out of. And then I suppose the others around me. I've got Malian and Jeff, and Jeff I normally split against, and Malian normally beats me, even though I'm slightly above them both at the moment. But as you just alluded to, I can't defend. Um, Bryce said earlier, "Oh, I can't score goals. I never score goals." He got four past me. I won the game, but yeah, that's um, how bad his defending is. It's I, I've beat um, I beat Packfish seven six, then I beat Naked six five, then I beat Bry five four. So, High scoring yeah, games. Get boring football with me. <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I think that's fair enough. I mean, I just, um, I just having a little look at that division. I don't want to point out the stat, but oh no, so you're not that's your second, uh, second highest in terms of goals conceded. Um, Naked has got seventy goals conceded. Um, obviously, if you look at. Um, if you look at staying where you are in the championship this season, uh, you know, and you play championship for next season, is that sort of an area that you would look to maybe strengthen in terms of yeah. bringing players in? <laughs> it would have to be, yeah. I mean, when I've got the side, everyone knows I've got it because of a Dharma Troy already. Um, I'm happy with my attack now. Um, I've managed to 
Uh, my midfield, I'm reasonably happy with. Centre backs need improving. Goalkeeper needs improving. Probably uh, happy with the full backs. But I'm always going to concede goals because one of the way I play the game, I like to attack. I get the ball. I attack quickly and I leave myself open. And two, I can't defend myself. People just walk around me far too easy. So I remember on the like listening to the last podcast, you said oh, look at River's goal difference. He needs to start scoring some goals. And I thought, no, I bloody well don't. I need to stop conceding them. Scoring them, <laughs> not a problem. But yes, that would be the next area where I'd, I'd have to look to strengthen, yeah. It's, um, it's funny as well when you look at it. I mean, the last podcast we talked about um, defence, a good defence winning you a title. You know, there'd be the difference between winning a title and coming second. But actually, you look at the defence for Joby. I mean, he's conceded 12 goals in 20 games, which is near enough. I mean, no give and take, but near enough half a goal a game. I mean, that's a phenomenal record. But then you look at Colmore, 76 goals in 20 games. That's the difference, isn't it? You know, he's averaging, what, well over three goals a game. Um, and, and, you know, that's where he's... Uh, He's obviously won the title. But, you know, you're saying that, again, the only reason Joby's managed to keep up with him, you know, having only scored 43 goals, is because he's had such a good defence. But like yeah. you said, Bryak, I think he's just going to pull away now, Cornwall, for sure. Yeah, I think I'd agree, I think I'd agree with that. Um, so, uh, well, it looks like we'll be seeing Colmore in the top division next season. It's going to be interesting to see how he, how he fares up there. Um, I expect you know he could he, he shows the form he did this season. He could be even you know challenging the top three, the top three with uh, you know Berger, Aaron, and Jaxi. Um Right, we we'll move on. Uh, we we'll move on from the championship down to the League One, um, and again we'll run through the uh, we'll run through the division. So Soggy Cabbages is currently top, uh, followed by Bertie, and then in the playoff spots we got Wince. MJ Storm, oh sorry, MJG, followed by Rhino, Ryan Jones, uh, and then we've got Diodex, Harry, Worm, Tunners, Gasgrass, Wispox, and Lost Boy uh, in that division uh, who finish it off. So obviously, Soggy Cabbages, oh, we talked about him on the podcast before, you know, for his sort of style of play in the previous FIFA. Obviously, a clearly change of tactics uh, for this one. Uh, he is currently top of the division, and he could go a couple more points ahead. Uh, he's got two games in hand on Bertie, uh, who they occupy the same spot. I'll, I'll come to you first, Jam, on this time. Um, would you expect Soggy to uh, go up? He's only lost one game all season, and he's only scored yeah, no, 12 no, goals. No, I think similar I, to um, I, to Joby. No, no, he's only conceded 12 goals. Um, yeah, I, I tipped him to uh, to go up. Um, you know, at the start of the season, I think everybody was was laughing their heads off on that first podcast. But you know, it's, um, <laughs> we'll have to it, dig it, it out. Right, you know, it's it's proved right. I think um, you know he's he's played well. Uh, again, congratulations! I think he's just won the CC as we're recording as well. So big congratulations to him. He seems to do quite well in these handicap tournaments. To be fair, uh, so well done, um, Bertie. I'm I'm quite happy that he's he's in second. I'll be honest. I think you know it took him a little while to get going. Now he's there. He's 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 there. He's he's doing well. Um, and again, I think, you know, we talk about it and it sounds so boring and monotonous, but I think the, the top six is going to be the top six. I just don't know in what order. Um, you know, Rhino's sort of, unfortunately, he's lost a bit of form recently. Um, Ry Jones, I think, last night has, has just won two back-to-back games against him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think they're all sort of, apart from Soggy and arguably Bertie, that they're all sort of a little bit in and out when it comes to form. Um, so it's very interesting to see, like you say, who uh, who's going to end up going up to the championship because, like we've always talked about, the bottom is, is pretty much solid. We know who's going to come in the bottom three. Anywhere from 10th upwards are the ones that are always fighting for playoffs. And for me, everyone from now on who comes down from the championship will probably have a good chance of going straight back up again. Yeah, yeah I think that'd be fair enough. Obviously, uh, Ryan Owen wins for the player final. One of them has got to go up, surely. One of us surely got to go up. <laughs> I think um, I think Ry Jones will um, will be will win the playoffs for sure. Um, last week I thought it was Bertie, but if Bertie, whoever out of Ry Jones and Bertie doesn't finish his second, for me will win the playoffs. Um, obviously, River uh, sort of uh, uh, looking at that division. Are there any shocks? Anyone that you think maybe is underperformed this season or overperformed? Uh, underperformed, I suppose if he doesn't make the playoffs, you've got to say Harry despite Jam and his Harry should be in League 2 he's come down from the Championship and 
as I think Jams just said, anybody who comes down from the championship should be looking at least to make the playoffs. If he doesn't make the playoffs, that's a failure in my eyes for Harry. Um, based on previous FIFAs, uh, the one who's overperformed is Soggy. Uh, I played him in the King of the Hill the other week, and he's not defensive like he used to be. He's still an absolute pain in the arse to play against, but he was um, he, he, he was a good player, and I think having played most of those guys in League One, I think the two best players in it are Soggy and Bertie, so it would be right if they're the top two. And which one for you finishes top? Um, I would have to say, looking at the table, it's going to be soggy. Um, Bri, would you, would you agree with that? Is it difficult to look past soggy? Well, no, because he's got to play Bertie yet. So, he's, soggy's also got to play MJ. So, he's got a couple of tough fixtures coming up. So, he could slip up. And uh, Bertie's got to play Tunners. So, I expect him to get the points there. So... It's not a foregone conclusion. I mean, Rye Jones has got nine points to add on, so he's up to third at the moment, but he's played all his games. So that writes off Harry, basically, from getting into the playoffs because he's ten points off the playoffs now. And uh, Diadex has played all his games, so he's not going to make the playoffs. So the top six is going to finish in those positions, just it's in one order. Six. But I think, I think it'll be Bertie or Soggy. I wouldn't be able to call it at the moment. Do you think they'll... Um, down to how they do if Bertie takes six points off Soggy, then it could come down a goal difference. And do you, I mean, obviously, Soggy and Bertie looks, you know, for certain to go up. Who would you expect to go up with them? Do you think Rye Jones? Um, I'll, no, I'll tip uh, MJ for the uh, playoffs. He's uh, in a good run of form, playing well. I think he's going to be hard to beat. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always interesting with uh, with League One because, again, some of it's a little bit unpredictable. Um, you know, obviously, Soggy and Bertie, a fair play to Soggy, you know, has done well this season and, uh, you know, based on his stats, deserves to go up. Uh, Bertie, be nice to see him go up as well. Um, and that playoff spot, Ryan I wince, it'd be lovely to see one of them go up. Um, you know, how many times have we said this on the podcast at the end of a season? You know, sort of seeing uh, those two in uh, playoff spots. Um, but it, it, it's going to be difficult to call. Um, I, I yeah, call. Rhino was uh, flying at the start of the season, but then he went on his holiday, and I think he's uh, been partly in holiday mode since he came back because he's uh, not been quite the same player. Yeah. Uh, the, break, the break from the mid-season didn't do him much good. I mean, he's just lost twice to Rye Jones the other day. Mind you, Rye Jones lost a game to Lost Boy, so it's very unpredictable, this division. Yeah, which is good. I, I think you people prefer the unpredictability than <coughs> knowing who's going to run away with the league. Um, it's always good fun. Right, we move on from League One, and we'll just have a little look at some of the recent transfers, and the last BFA, we obviously had a BFA for uh, last, well, what feels like a while, it's only uh, it's 10 days ago, a week and a half ago, um, obviously, you know, just sort of looking quickly at that list, River, you spent yourself for some big money, well, I say big money, it, it, I, I, well, I suppose we can come to this in a bit regarding prices, you pay £23.5 million for uh, Adam Yan, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Has he worked out for you? Uh, he's been sold for the same. Oh, price. Right. oh right, <laughs> oh, that didn't last long. <laughs> oh, right. That that was more due to not not due to the fact that um, he wasn't any good. It was due to the fact that um, just after I signed him, I got a couple of players off Jam, including um, Mitchell Van Bergen, who's been brilliant, which meant immediately that I didn't need a cam. So, as I've, got, I've gone to three up front. I've got Troy playing on the right wing, Van Bergen on the left wing, and a Saker up front. I didn't need a cam anymore, so I just wanted to uh, recoup my money on him. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, Jam, is there any, obviously, just looking at that sort of BFA list that came out um, from last week, or even some of the transfers that have gone through recently, is there any there that really stand out for you? Yeah, well, there's, there's a couple, actually. Yeah, I mean... Um, there was uh, one of the mysteries. I think it was Ryan Sessegnon that uh, yeah. for Burnley uh, managed to get his hold off. You know, for twenty-five million this level, that's that's a steal. Um, Jeff 
spending 32 million on a, a winger, um, which, you know, relatively, I, I didn't know much about him, to be honest. I think that's that's quite a, an interesting one. Again, we say, I don't know, we're going to talk about prizes later on, we say about overspending. Arguably, you could say that's overspending, but you, you just don't know. It might make the difference to his team. Um, me and myself, I, I desperately needed a striker, so obviously went and spent 31.5 million on a centre back. Um, you know, because that's just perfect logic. Um, but to be fair, again, the centre back that I picked up, you know, St Juice from um, from one of the teams in the Bundesliga. I mean, he's he's a centre back that you can have for, for seasons at this level. You know, for seasons and seasons, he's he's got great jumping strength, speed. He, he can play anywhere across the back four. So really, really happy with that that investment. To be fair. Um, and again, unless somebody comes in with a crazy silly bid for him, he's not going to go anywhere for a long time. Um, Transfer-wise, I mean, uh, Ber- um, Bertie, sorry, um, River mentioned it a minute ago. Obviously, we've seen some transfers going backwards and forth. I think it's it's the crazy prices some people are paying. I mean, the, the one I'm going to come to first is um, is yourself, actually, uh, River, because you PM me about this guy, and we we talked about him before. Um, you had Dean Garner when you had him. You had him up for. You said you couldn't get like twelve million for him at the, the time. The most I had offered for him was from Muba, who is obviously a West Brom fan. Yeah. And he offered me twelve and a half million. I would probably have wanted at least. I was trying to get at least fifteen out of him, and I'd have been okay. Yeah, he can go for 15 but he wouldn't budge on 12 and a half um, and he ended up going to you in a swap deal but nobody else on the site was interested you took him in the end into, I can't remember what the deal we did but he went to you in a deal but you and Mooper were the only two interested and I know what you're going to say now there's so yeah, much interest then, in him it's ridiculous yeah. and then I sold him maybe two weeks after that for I think it was 28 million or something um, you know which is just crazy isn't it you know and then he's been sold again since today for 25 million um, you know, and again, he's not even, he, he's a good player. You know, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but, you know, is, is he that good? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you look at it as well. Gineppo, going from Aaron to, to yourself, River, you know, 40 million. I mean, he he's a proven Prem winger, you know, in real life. He's, he's a good player. But obviously, I had him in my starting squad. And I'll be honest, I, I personally wouldn't have paid 40 million. Personal preference, I know. But, um, yeah, you know, it, I think it, it's it's a lot of money. It, it is a lot of money. I had a lot of money at the time. And again, it's a bit of a luxury with what I've got going forward now. Um, but I tried him a couple of times and really liked him. I thought, oh, as you just said, you needed a striker and went and paid 30-odd million on a centre-back. I do things the other way around. I really need a centre-back and went and thought, fuck it, and paid 40 million on another attacking player. Mm. So it's um, I'm the complete opposite to you in that respect. But... I think you've got to be a bit careful when you say like you had him in the starting squads and so on. Because like I had Troy Allway in my starting squad. He's not going anywhere for anything close to forty million. He'd command an awful lot more. There's a lot more money in the league now. King of the Hill brings a lot of money into the league, and um, uh, it, I mean, it, it prices increases uh, as a result, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it does bring a lot of money into leagues, but then does it? I mean our league. I've, I've not seen you sign up to our King of the Hill for a while, Ash. No, um, well, I think that's been. Many people play it. I think that's maybe half down to the fact that I'm trying to not play FIFA other than league games (laughs) at the moment. Um, You know, (laughs) I only play FIFA when I need to. (laughs) Um, I think the 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 other one. I mean, the 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 big the big transfer. I think that we need to talk about. Obviously, was um, I mean, Aaron, like I say, he sold Gineppo, he sold Lemiras, he sold Murillo. He basically sold three of his front uh, three of his uh, front four players. Um, and then he's gone and traded um, Eze, the one from Crystal, uh, from QPR, sorry, and spent 60 million on top to bring in Soyuncu, you know, the um, the 78 rated centre back. So you know, big uh, big deal. I mean, that's by far the biggest deal of the site so far. Um, you know, Bry, obviously, you know, coming to you on that one. What, what do you think about that deal? Would you have paid that if you had the money? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm known for throwing 100 million at a player, so. You're the, the wrong person to ask about overspending, because I happily do it. If there's a gaping hole in your squad and somebody perfect for the, the role, then you go all out to get them. True. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 
the, the thing is, I mean, we, I mean, we're talking. I don't know if you're going to come to it at the end, Ash, or whether we can talk about prices now. Yeah, yeah, let's. We can talk on prices now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just go in because obviously it fits into the conversation. I mean, price wise, um, I mean, again, obviously a good person to come to on this would be yourself, uh, Phil, in regards to uh, to Adama. I mean, we saw obviously. I mean, arguably the biggest willy wave of the season so far when Golden Beard put Halland in the transfer market. Take out then, arguably from that sentence. And then and then turn round and said, um, you know, oh, I have a hundred million plus a decent player, when the highest Scudo amount in the league was seventy million. Um, you know, it just doesn't doesn't really make much sense. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, River, but um, well, I know he got offered a hundred million in cash for him um, when someone did have a hundred million. Yeah. So um, I don't. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Just just on this, sorry. I'm, I'm not saying. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to sell him. Of course not. That's his prerogative. He doesn't have to sell him. Um, but what what I'm sort of saying is, it's a case of why put up something that's completely unattainable. Yeah, it. I don't know. Um, is, is the answer? I suppose that is the level of. I think. I think probably he was getting a more that he wants a deal of a hundred million plus, not. 100 million Scudo because as you say no one's got it um, so if you're wanting a deal worth that much um, it's a ridiculous amount of money but prices increase and as Bryce said if there's a player you want you go go and spend it because we, we've had this discussion before what's overpaying to one person isn't necessarily overpaying uh, to someone else if, if that player you know will work I mean if suddenly we had Joseph Martinez reappear again, I know we're not quite at that level yet, I would quite happily go and spunk my whatever I had on him because I know how I get on with him. So it, it depends how much you want that player. And if some, if it was only £100 million cash you wanted and someone was willing to pay it, they'd sell players to go and get it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, Ash, if, if someone came to you with a deal for Martinelli... Would yeah. you sell at any time? Uh, probably not, because he's the only person keeping me up from relegation. Um, and obviously, as well, Martinelli, I think, is a player that will go up. He's got a lot of uh, value to him. I think he's just uh, he's a player that's going to keep going up the ratings. So, But uh, with that being said, you know every player does have their price. I think if someone came in with a big, big offer, then you'd have to consider it. And I mean... Uh, Whoever I'd like, I think there's two questions that need to be asked with Haaland, and that's firstly whoever was mad enough to pay 100 million um, at this level, and secondly oh, why he that. was, secondly why he was mad to reject it. Um, you know, the, I, I I don't know. We we've said this we've said this before on the podcast, and it's been debated so many times before. You will pay whatever you value a player at, and just because I don't value a player at. 100 million or I don't value a player at X amount doesn't mean that somebody else won't if that player comes into your team and you've paid 100 million and he keeps you up or he wins you the league you're not exactly going to be moaning um, but you know I, I think some maybe you know there are people that maybe do take advantage a little bit I think in terms of asking for prices especially with these players but people see the money that's in the league and they go well you know, they can do it and some people will pay it. So, you know, it all comes down to the end of the day to what people value players at, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not sure that every player has its value, has a value because some would be priceless to you. I mean, I've talked about it with River before. He got Adama Traore. He could sell him for 100 million, but there's no point because he's not going to get better to replace him. So it's no good selling somebody for a massive amount if it's going to weaken your team. I think it depends on the context, doesn't it, though, as well. If, if Marcus suddenly said, right, we're going to have, you know, the biggest BFA of the season, there's going to be, you know, pick your own 75 rated or pick your own 76 rated, then he might, you know, say, again, Beard, for example, he might turn around and say, right, yeah, I want I want the money now because I want to go and spend in this BFA. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to compare prices um, like transfers at different times of the season because it all depends how much money is floating about. I mean... We haven't had a BFA for a, a, couple, a week or two weeks or something. So everyone's bank balances are going up. So players will be going for more money now than they would have done around the time of a BFA. So you can't just compare 
different parts of the season and say, oh, he was worth that much then and he's worth yeah, more that's, now. That's quite right. Because like you said to me when you've discussed with me about Adama Traore before, the when I think the top money in the league was like 45 million, I got offered 45 million for him, which was a huge amount at that point. It, it was the most in the league. Most people only had around 15, 20. I had 30. To put me on 75, I'd have had three times as much as most people. But now, if someone offered me 45 million, I'd probably laugh at them. I it's, mean, there's there's quite a lot of people sitting around 40 million or more now, I think, just from memory. I haven't looked at the list. And there's no guarantee we'll get another BFA this season because there's only a couple of fixtures to go. So, Well, I mean, I think for me, again, I'm not obviously one to tell someone what to do, but I think there's got to be. I think that the reason the reason the money gets um, gets higher and builds and builds and builds is because we've not had a BFA or a raffle last week. Um, you've got to look at it and you look at the people in the leagues right now with the amount of money. You look at the top five, Muba, Berger, Jam, Bertie and Shelbourne, all on 60, uh, 60 million plus. Um, you know, the big BFA drops or even a small BFA with big players. You know, you can look at maybe those five, if they see a player they really want, could all just wipe out their entire funds to go get them. You know, and, and it ultimately it's going to lower the lower the um, the money that's in the league, which is only a good thing because, like we talked about, it drives people in to do other events. It drives them into King of the Hill. It's It makes sense to keep the money as low as possible, uh, which has been good this season in the sense that the CZ payments have been fixed, the, um, the league payments are smaller, uh, you know things like that, but I think there's still a way to go in in making sure that we we are trying to keep the money down, or like you say, at least maybe have a steady stream of players coming in to ensure that it's not getting stale or stagnant. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely, and uh, you know, it's yeah, it, it 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 all comes down to the point at the end of the day. Um, you know, I mean, just going back to that point on obviously prices and sort of values. Um, you know, while the money's there, people will uh, will see some big deals. Right, let's move on. Uh, we move away from transfers and all that, and obviously, uh, we're sort of gonna we've been obviously just coming to the end of the first season of FIFA, first few months of FIFA twenty. Um, well, I, I suppose the first question to ask would be, how how have you all found it? How have you adapted to the new uh, the new game, uh, River? Sorry, can you hear me? He's back on. He's back on. He's back here. Right. Um, Did you do a Harry and fall asleep? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, must have done something. Um, just, just, just quickly, Ash, just before we move on, because I was just talking about um, just one of the players. So, just um, saying, obviously, again. So, I, I bought Amazon Fatty for thirty-one and a half million in the BFA. Yeah. Very recently, was offered thirty-five million you know, sort of buy it now price. And I was like, well, what, what the hell's the point? I've been making three and a half million. Um, and, you know, he, the guy's like 17, 18 years old. He's playing, yeah, fair enough squad rotation, but he's play, playing in the Champions League and scoring goals. You know, he's bound to get an upgrade at some point. We're probably not going to have a reset squad-wise for a couple of seasons. It'd be pointless to only make a four and a half million profit or three and a half million profit. Yeah. If someone came to me and said, there's 70 million, you know, double your money, then I'd be like, right, now we're talking. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean that's fair enough. Um, right, we'll move on. Obviously, I don't know how much of it you heard me say. Um, Not a great deal. No, right, fine. So obviously we'll move on now. Uh, um, obviously, as we have come to the end of the uh, the, the first season on FIFA 20, um, I, I suppose the first question and the first point to to say would be how have you adapted to FIFA 20 is it you know have you found it easier have you found it better have you found it harder uh River I'm gonna start with you thanks for that Ash um, <laughs> um I I found it harder to defend certainly we all as we discussed earlier I've never been able to defend but I've found defending an awful lot harder um I'm starting to get my side up to where I sort of want it now I think that's maybe where it's been harder. So not so much that the players are worse, because everybody's players are worse, but the fact that you haven't got the sort of player in the positions you want. 
I've been particularly, so I got that right back uh, desk off jam the other week. I've been crying out for a right back with some speed because I like getting my full backs forward. And I just hadn't had one for three quarters of the season. So starting to get players in that you like and fulfil certain roles for you um, is going to make it a bit easier. But overall, I've found the game a, a lot harder than last year's. Certainly set pieces are. I mean, has anyone actually scored a free kick yet? <laughs> no, not me. I'm anyway. not, not in the league, no. no. I've heard people do it in Ultimate Team, but I don't play that. But um, I don't think anyone scored one in the league that I know of. Penalties are a frigging nightmare. I score about one in four. It should be the other way around. Um, yeah, it, it, I found it a lot harder, personally. Um, Bri, how would you say you've... Uh... Uh, you found um, the new FIFA? I found it more enjoyable, not necessarily easier. And I noticed the difference when the patch came um, about well, a couple of months ago. That was probably, when was it, October, end of October. Because I like to shoot from outside the box when they fixed it and made it harder. Um, I noticed I was putting a lot more into the stands rather than making the uh, goalkeeper make a save. So maybe that's why I've, uh, my goals have dried up in the league because I was scoring plenty early on in the um, King of the Hill, things like that, and in the Eliminator. But um, I've noticed that the... I mean, every year you get FIFA, something's overpowered. I mean, before we've had pace, has been overpowered a couple of years ago, then it was crossing. Now this game, it seems to be dribbling. They've nerfed the skill moves a bit, but if you can get good at dribbling close control especially when it's harder to defend it's uh, a nightmare to get the ball off people and uh, a few people in the league have uh, really mastered it which makes them bloody annoying to play against yeah yeah um jam how would you uh, how, how have you fared up for the first season um, like Bambi on ice, mate. I think um, it's uh, the, the first few games was just atrocious. It really was. I mean, I played Storm, I think, in the first couple of games, and, uh, and I lost one, won one, and the one I won just by the skin of my teeth. So, yeah, for me, um, the uh, it's not been an easy, easy sort of assimilation to the new game. I think I'm about there now. Um, I think what River said about Ultimate Team. I think if you play Ultimate Team, ultimately it does help because you're playing more FIFA. Um, but like you know, Ash, obviously I like to play COD as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk about other games in a minute, but for me, um, you know, I'm not, whereas last year I was all FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. I didn't buy COD. Um, you know, I never played the Battle Royale games. I didn't play anything. Um, so for me this year, I'm, I'm a bit more sort of diversified, I think, which ultimately has, has impacted my game, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for me, I, I like the game. I think, you know, I, I, I like, especially, um, you know, when I was playing on the team, I mean, maybe that was the thing, maybe playing with sluggy players. Um, yeah, no, I, I personally think that the game's all right. I think the game's good. I just think that I, I have not really adapted my sort of formation and the tactics uh, to this season. And I think I've, you know, I've come out of games frustrated and lost interest. And I, I've, I only play FIFA at the moment just for league games. And I think maybe that's, you know, being one of the reasons is because of uh, you know frustrating myself in terms of the league but in terms of the actual game itself I think it's good I think it's all right um, just obviously quickly obviously this season we did start as well with uh, the franchises so obviously picking the sort of oops, sorry just sort of picking an overall franchise so sort of team um, with the players um, obviously you know, for some people, they've gone for the players. Some people went for the kits. What uh, do you think? That's do you think that was a good idea? Uh, a good introduction for this season. I'm going to start with uh, Jam this time. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the fact that the um, the teams and everything was all all signed. I think if the franchises auctions happen again in the summer, no, well, the summer obviously season wise, um, then yeah, for me, I think I probably would pick a different kit. I'm not a fan of Betis's green kit. I don't know why I picked it in the end. Um, I would definitely be looking to change it up for sure. Um, I'd like to see some, um, I don't know, maybe like a theme, you know, if we're going to, because we've blitzed through this season, it feels like, you know, within the blink of an eye. I'd like to see maybe, I know Bri would be a fan of this, and obviously Phil, even though they're not in the league, but maybe like lower league teams. 
So rather than seeing your Chelsea's, your PSG's, people like that, get like your Pompey's and you know your Sheffield United's. Well, I guess they're a prem team now, but you know you get you get the gif. You know the sort of the, the smaller, not as maybe as well known teams would be quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bry, how, how do you think the um, intro of the franchises have been this season? Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I when I was bidding originally, I went for the squad rather than the, the uh, franchise mm, yeah, as, as club did. and everything. And uh, I mean, it's a lot of big teams in there. I'd like to see a complete switch because we're only going to have them for one season. I'd like to see all new teams in next season rather than, I mean, I know some people want to keep the Chelsea's and the Man United's in, but I'd rather get rid of them and go for something interesting, some clubs with good kits, maybe like Kaiser Chiefs, Valladolid, that type of thing. Yeah, some really nice kits. Pick some clubs that you wouldn't normally play as. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that's fair enough. I mean, I personally went for, uh, you know, I, I sort of had a mixture. I quite like the Dortmund kit, so I sort of... Uh, took one eye on that and perhaps I focused on that a little bit too much I mean I've had to rebuild my squad from the ground up um, obviously Phil um, how, how would you do you think it's been a good move do you think it's been a good uh, a good idea to bring in yeah I like, I, I like the idea um, but as you say people will look for different things uh, frankly I don't give a toss about the kits my kits are the most boring in the league um, but I went for the, I went for the well I say I went for the squad the squad was pretty shit I went for one player really who <laughs> um, was who was the best player in the league at the time I think in my opinion um, the, I thought it was a really good idea at the start I mean I'm sure Marcus has got something up his sleeve because I personally don't see when we change it up again how there's going to be a huge amount of money taken out of the league with it because I say I don't give a toss about the kids I don't care who I play as so, if there's an option to buy kits, and if you don't, you just get left with something shit, well, fine, I'm not going to waste my money on it. I'd rather keep my money for a player. But I know some people are the opposite of that and say, oh, I don't want these kits, they're rubbish. I want to play in these sexy kits, so I'm going to spend 20 million on it. Everyone's different. So, it's a good idea to mix it up. And I like the idea that the franchises change after one season and you have to swap it round. And I say I think I would like, like Jam said, a few different teams. Don't bother with all your all your, all your big European sides. Have some lower lower sides, lower teams. Yeah, yeah, very. Not not just say the lower leagues in England, but um, if you've got like Serie B and or whatever in the game, if you've got teams like that or the lesser known Italian, French, Spanish sides, etc., uh, MLS sides, teams like that. You, you yeah, actually, you can still have Arsenal, can't you? You just have the <laughs> South American one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had them before. The nice little kit, that little red and yellow. Yeah. You know, little, little splodges, little splodge kit. Um, yeah, no, I like to see a bit more variety in terms of uh, you know, uh, there's some exotic kits out there. Maybe that can be uh, you know, end of the season task. Um, right. So we're now going to move on from FIFA uh, away altogether. Um, obviously, we're coming to the end of 2019, and we've seen some good games out. Obviously, for those that you know play solely FIFA, that's fair enough. Um, you know, but we've seen uh, I've seen some other good games come out. Obviously, you know, um, uh, personally, Call of Duty. Um, you know, there's Outer Worlds. Um, obviously, game of the year. Um, if, if you're sitting there and you only play FIFA, then obviously this bit might not be too. Uh, uh, you know, it, it might not be too interesting for you, but it, it might be good to see, you know see some other games. Um, if you could name one other game other than FIFA um, that that's really stood out for you this year, what would it be? Now, it could be obviously any mainstream title, or if it's been a little like you know a game that you found on Game Pass that you've quite enjoyed. I mean, obviously, I know Bri, you uh, uh, do quite a lot, so and uh, get the chance to play through quite a few different games. So I don't know if there's any out there that um, I'm going to come to you first. Actually, I don't know if there's any out there that have really stood out for you this year. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of big games out this year, but I've not played a lot of them. I've had a dabble on Gears Five. I know Star Wars has been very popular. Um, there was a few that was like um, come out as big games and didn't do very well, like Anthem and Crackdown 3. But the one that I've enjoyed the most is The Outer Worlds. I mean, I like a big adventure game, single player. You can get lost in it and 
wander off and do whatever you want. Um, so that's the one I've been. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, trying to find the time to play it, but the uh, probably the ten hours I've put into it, I've really enjoyed. You get stuck into a good story. As for, um, I mean, if you're looking for a budget game, there's another one I think that's on um, Xbox Game Pass was Felix the Reaper, which, um, if you like a good puzzle game, that'll uh, make your brain ache after a while. It's good. It's, it's done with a sense of humour. It looks great, and it's something completely different. You won't have played a, a game like it before, so it's well worth checking out. Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough, and. Uh... You know, I think especially with that Outer Worlds, I mean, I've not played too much of it. Um, just, again, not really had the time to do so, but um, get the feeling it's more sort of a Fallout, cross Bioshock sort of style game and uh, lots to get involved with. I think, um, is it Golden Beard? I think might be on the site who's played it quite a fair bit. Um, there's someone like that um, who, you know, if you enjoy your Fallouts and you enjoy your sort of open world RPGs and definitely do take a look at it. Um, Jam, obviously... Um, Call of Duty has to, I suppose, be up there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I I enjoy playing it as much as you do. Um, is there any other games out there that you've played this year that have really stood out, or, or would it be Call of Duty other than FIFA for you? Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm being really sort of like just squeezing it in, but I picked up Red Dead Redemption in November last year, sort of like towards the end of November, a few weeks after it came out. And didn't really sort of touch it until maybe the Christmas break, New Year break last year. Um, so for me, I mean, that's been the best game I've played with FIFA and Call of Duty really this year. Um, you know, that was just it was just absolutely phenomenal from start to finish. The story, the graphics, the gameplay, the the mannerisms, just everything. The the, out, the real world sense. It was just a great game. Really, really um, good. And I'm looking forward to the rumours of the the new bully game they might be doing. Um, yeah, you know, Rockstar doing that because again, I think that was a really good game as well. <clears throat> so that would be that would be really interesting. Yeah, Bully was a really um, good game on the 360. Yeah, exactly. I think Rockstar obviously they, they get it right, don't they? Pretty much all the time. So um, other than that, I mean, again, I've not played Star Wars. Fingers crossed, getting that sort of going to pick that up over Christmas. Um, so I'll be interested in, in playing that. But yeah, I mean, Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty has sort of gone back to it's not its roots necessarily, but it's gone back to being a lot more what I would associate with a Call of Duty game. I'm not necessarily a fan of the Battle Royale mode. I'm not a fan of jetpacks and all things like that. I just want to see boots on the ground. Yeah. You know, you know just customize your guns to a point and just literally, you know, team deathmatch domination, etc. So for me, it's been a bit of a success, really. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I mean, I was just really on Call of Duty, just really, really getting into that. I think they've done a really, really good job of it this year, um, and I, I think their, uh, I think their decision to make the season pass completely free this year and just really accept everything as uh, as an update is uh, it's been fantastic, and it's really nice to see uh, to see them do that. I'd love to see more games uh, get rid of their season pass, and you pay one fixed fee, and uh, you get most of your content through that. Um, Obviously, River. I don't know how much you play else other than uh, other than FIFA. Um, that see you on anyway. Um, is there any other games that you've played this year that you think, yeah, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed that, or has it just been uh, solely for FIFA for you? There's been a couple. Um, I don't play a huge amount of other stuff. I certainly don't get involved in COD and the Battle Royale games and things like that. Um, I've got the Star Wars game. I haven't played a huge amount of it yet. But what I have played, I've really enjoyed, uh, although some of it's frustrating me in equal measure, which is probably the sign of a good game. Um, probably the two that are a little bit strange is the uh, final series of um, the Walking Dead games that were done by Telltale, who then went bust, obviously. But they managed to get the final season finished off. I enjoyed those because of the, the story mode side of things. Uh, I thought it was really good. And there's... Um, a game on Game Pass called Life is Strange. I don't know if anyone's played that. Um, which I, I played through the first season of that and there was a prequel to it and I quite enjoyed. But I don't play a huge amount of other stuff like some of you guys do. Yeah, I played that one. It's a very good story, in it? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. There is a second season of it out now, but I'm going to wait until it comes out completely on Game Pass. But... I thought the prequel to Life is Strange was very good, but uh, I, I did enjoy that. I thought that was quite a good little game. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love the sort of uh, story-driven narrative games, and I think, you know, Telltale and the Life is Strange games are really are both prime examples. Um, you know, both of them, if you ever get the chance to play through a Telltale game or um, any of the Life is Strange games, then go and do so, because they're some of the best story games out there, um, especially the Telltale. Um, I mean, looking forward to, just quickly before you move on, I mean, looking forward to next year, it's got to be about Avengers, right? Yeah, that's that's the game. Surely everybody can't wait to get their hands on. I think that's going to be absolutely unreal. Avengers, yeah. I mean, obviously next year it should be a very very interesting year in terms of being a gamer. Obviously, we'll see two new consoles come out um, and a ton of new games. Um, Obviously, Halo is coming out. New Hellblade's coming out. I imagine we'll get a new Forza next year as well. there's a lot coming out. You've mentioned Avengers. Cyberpunk is coming out in April as well. Um, I'm really yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to, Cyberpunk. I'm really, really looking forward to Cyberpunk. You know, if you've ever played The Witcher 3, I think The Witcher 3 is on Game Pass or it is in the process of going on Game Pass uh, soon, um, then do so because it's one of the best games I've played. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to that in April. And then, of course, by the time we get there, you know, E3 will be about, and then we'll be seeing more or uh, more sort of games being released, more sort of reveals. Obviously, we'll see more information regarding new console, you know, Xbox Series X, that obviously was showed off midweek. So it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, 2020. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, especially what, you know, Xbox come out with. Um, Do you think a lot of the uh, big titles will be held back for the new console, though, or...? Um, I, d- I don't think so. I think obviously, you know, I think the two that have been confirmed so far, Halo, uh, you know, I think we sort of knew that that was going to be sort of pushed back till, uh, you know, the new console came out. The new Hellblade, that's also been pushed for the new console. Uh, Forza, I think Forza would be the one that probably have a question mark on it. I think Forza will probably be released on general, uh, they'll release it at the general time frame of September. Um, but, I don't think so. I think, you know, you'll have your core games that your studios are working on now that I think will be held back for, um, you know, for the new console to come out. But I, I don't think necessarily there will be loads that do it. I think they'll just release them yeah, gradually. Yeah, I think they might rush a load out in the first half of the year so it doesn't overlap with the new console. They want to get the big games. I mean, like Cyberpunk coming out in April, they don't want to delay it any longer because uh, they're not going to get the sales once the new console's out, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, so rather than September for all the big games, it might be earlier in the year next year. We'll see, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, right, so uh, we'll move on, and that obviously uh, just concludes us to the end of the podcast. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a blast. I mean, this is it. We could sit here for ages and just go on and on and on, but we, I think we have managed to keep it under an hour tonight. I think that's the first time we may have done it for a while. Um, <laughs> so, right. Obviously, we'll say goodbye. So, Brian, if you want to say goodbye first in your own special way. Yeah, if this is the last podcast of the year, a merry crimbo to you and yours, and hope you have a good one. Yep. Yeah, uh, River? Yeah, echo that. And also, if it's, say, the last one of the season, hope everyone gets promoted or relegated or whatever the hell you want. Um, always a pleasure to be on. And um, see you next season. And Jan? Yeah, um, same as the boys. Obviously, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone um, going forward. And hopefully everyone has a good finish to the season. Uh, one thing, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about it, Ash. Um, I think having this little sort of break, it probably is going to be maybe more like three weeks between now and the next podcast. Um, in that time, me and Ash are going to sort of get our heads together and, and try and maybe restructure the podcast a little bit. Uh, come up with some new features and, and sort of really try and put a bit of a stamp on the podcast and make it what it was when it first launched, um, you know, and get everybody sort of re-engaged again in, in wanting to help create content for the site. So if anybody's got any feature ideas, you know, if you listen to a podcast, you know, external to ours or radio shows or anything that you think may be a good feature to steal or, or create, um, again, please do drop us a PM and, and, and sort of run it past us to see what we think because that would be really appreciated. Yeah, um, obviously we'll be looking at ways that we can sort of uh, mix it up a little bit and, uh, you know, that will be a a discussion that goes on within uh, the admin team and the site as well. You know, we want your feedback. It's a big part of the the podcast and without your feedback, we wouldn't be where we are, you know, without you listening to us and uh, talking shit. 
and obviously feeding back your ideas and your thoughts, we wouldn't have a podcast. So, you know, obviously I will echo with the boys as well. If everyone have a merry, merry good Christmas when we get there and a good new year. Um, and we'll be back in the new year uh, with obviously, uh, <laughs> well, a structure, restructured and some new ideas for podcasts. And a new season. And a new season, yes. Until we're all back again and we can all get back on the site moaning on the shout box. Ash will be in the championship. Oh, uh, well, let's, let's not say that. Let's, uh, on that note, let's leave it. Right. <laughs> Cheers, boys. As always, thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>